welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back, part two of our Dynasty Startup Mock Draft. Um, we're about halfway through the second round. Obviously, we like to talk a little bit, but if you're stuck with us, thank you guys very much. We're going to go through the rest of the second round, third round, and fourth round here. Um, at this part of a startup draft is obviously the first two rounds you can almost kind of write up as chalk, but the third and fourth round is where you're really going to find your value. Uh, Jeremy is on the clock here, and Jeremy, where are you going to go with your 206? The guy I'm going to go with here is going to be Amari Cooper. Uh, you know, he's He's not super young, but he's really not of the age of being too old. But the guy still catches plenty of touchdowns. He got Dak, Dak throwing him the ball deep. This guy, I think, can uh, put up some good numbers this year, uh, especially now that they have a little more, a better, a better head coach now. I think they're going to be better than just their typical eight and eight season. But uh, I think he's going to have a huge season coming coming back for Dallas. Uh, Two oh seven. Uh, I'm going to go. This might be a little bit of a push, but um, I like this guy a lot. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Jones up in Green Bay there. You know, last year, some people might call it a fluke, putting up 16 touchdowns, but I think he he might not do that back again, but I'm looking for him at least probably getting to at least double digits, 10 to to 13, I think. Uh, He might not catch as many, but I still think he's – He's the lead back there. They really didn't use Jamal Jones or Jamal Williams too much. And then with the new draft pick there, I think he's still going to be the guy to get the ball in big time, big moments. So I'm going to take him at 207. I'm really glad you did because uh, that leaves a lot of room for my good picks coming up, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I believe it'll be me here at 208. Um, I'm looking at guys on my rankings at 208 uh, in my dynasty rankings. I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, CEH, Miles Sanders, Dobbins, Eckler, Derrick Henry um, for running backs, wide receivers. I'm looking at OB. Ryan, you can't draft all those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you You sure? Please? No, but uh, wide receivers that are on the board, OBJ, Kenny Galladay, Sutton, A.J. Brown, Metcalf. Um, at at 208, I think I'm actually – I'm going to snag one of these young running backs. I'm actually going to go Jonathan Taylor uh, for Indianapolis. Um, some people might say it's a little bit early for him, but I think that mid-second round for, for a running back who's 21 years old in this day and age, I think you got to snag him while you can. They only last so long. And uh, big fan of where he went. So, Jonathan Taylor at 208. That was going to be who I was going to take with this next pick. I don't think it's early at all. I think when you see a rookie running back that, you know, kind of like when Zeke came into the league or Barkley came into the league, everybody was taking them in a startup really, really early. I don't know why Jonathan Taylor is not held to that standard. I know he doesn't have that first-round draft capital, but he's – I personally believe he's the best rookie running back of them all. What he did in college is no fluke. He's got the numbers to back it up. He's 
a speedster track guy. I mean, he just runs away from guys on film. He'll run you over. He'll run by you. You take a bad angle. He's going to score it. I, I love that pick, man. And I was hoping to get him at this point. Uh, now you're throwing me. Now my head's in a blunder, man. I don't know what I'm doing. <clears throat> I don't I've only taken one receiver so far, and just so everybody knows, I'm going based on just overall skill who's on the board at the time. Um, if Ryan wouldn't have drafted DJ Moore, I would have obviously snagged him. I would have snagged some of those other guys just based on how my draft is kind of, you know, how it's shaking out. Uh, I'm going to have to stick with the running back, and I'm going to go Miles Sanders. And reason being is I really, really like the value of Miles Sanders. And that entire coaching staff just tells me that they believe in Miles Sanders as the football player. They could have went out and drafted somebody. They did not, right? They didn't draft anybody, did they? No, I don't believe so. No, and that was kind of like the big question mark is, oh, are they going to draft a running back? And I don't think they did. They signed Corey Clement back, who's been hurt the past two years. Um, really, anybody you know, going for touches there, it's non-existent. Miles Sanders, especially in the half-point PPR, if this is full-point PPR, you're jumping for joy. Half-point, I'm still pretty happy. Uh, and then after that, with my next pick, I am going to snag Cortland Sutton. And I'm a big Cortland Sutton guy, and I happen to own him. Uh, I He put up really, really good numbers. He's only 24, and he did that in a pretty bad offense. What could he do if, if Drew Locke is actually the real deal? What could he do now that there's another option there so he's not going to get all this coverage? He's a 6'4 beast. He's a wide receiver one. He's somebody that is severely slept on. I love Cortland Sutton. Love him. Yeah, Fishy, I want to kind of point out to our listeners about the, the Sanders pick that you just had. I think this is about the perfect place where he should be going. Uh, for for us, he went as RB11. There is rankings out there that have Sanders as RB5. And I just, I'm not that far on the hype train. But I do think that you you picked him in a very good spot. Um, I can see him around maybe RB9, 10, but I'm never taking him around RB5. I just I haven't, I haven't seen league? enough yet. Full PPR leagues, what about that? Full PPR leagues, I mean... Even so, I'm gonna. I'm still taking Mixon above him. I'm still taking Delvin Cook above him. Taking Kamara, still taking Barkley, still taking McCaffrey. I'm still maybe even taking Jacobs. So I mean, oh man, I mean he maybe move up a couple spots, but even full PPR, I just I don't know. I, I for me personally, I like to see things two years in a row, and I I, I just I, I want to. He hasn't fully proved it to me yet. Not not to be taking him fifth running back off the board. Um, I want a little more proven asset at that point. I, I just want to interrupt you quick. I really, when I just said his name, I was like, oh, my God, that spot is perfect. And then when you name, like when you mentioned the RB5 thing and you name all the running backs prior, that's when my eyes really opened. And I was like, there's no way I'm taking Miles Sanders ahead of that. So the fact that he's blown up like that, oh, my God, if he's going at that and you own him, sell the living daylights out of that guy right now I don't know if he'll ever hop into that top five running back category but he's going to be a nice player for you for a few years oh my goodness get rid of him right now that's if that's his value and if somebody in your league values him at that you're going to get a haul 
for a guy that, like Ryan said, has done one year so far. Correct. Yeah, I just I can't I can't I can't take him that high, and I don't know. That's that's just kind of I just had to throw that out there for all the Sanders truthers out there. Um, who's up now? Is it me? Me again? You are up at two point one one, my friend. All right, two point eleven. There's a guy pretty uh, kind of high up my board that I feel like has. I feel like he's been forgotten about, but he quietly had a thousand yard season last year uh, with a sophomore quarterback who threw a lot of interceptions. I'm actually going to go Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he's at that 27 age, but for me, that's that's kind of hitting the prime. You look at everybody's rankings, their top three, four guys, they're all at 26, 27 years old. That's kind of when they hit their stride. Um, they might have a blow up season a little bit prior to that, but I, I I really like OBJ, especially at two eleven. That's I mean I'm almost getting him in round three of a startup. That's to me that's huge value. Like I said, all these wide receivers is there's so many good ones right now, uh, with especially the day and age that this the NFL is going. This pass happy offense, and I'm absolutely thrilled to get him at two eleven. The thing that people don't understand is he was hurt. He had hernia issues going on all year long. And I follow him on Twitter, and I'm actually an owner. But he consistently mentions he was not right, and his body was not right. Plus, Baker was off. I think you're going to see really, really big things from Odell here this year. If he can't get it done this year, then maybe I'll dial it back a notch. I think he's going to return more to form. I think instead of 1,000 yards, I think he's closer to 1,400, 13 to 1,400 yards. I agree. I like him this year. We're we're at uh two twelve here, the last pick of the second round. Um a good spot. I you know, I, I feel like you're almost looking at this is a time based on tight end situations, you only have probably three that are worth a top three rounds, top four rounds possibly. Um, but I'm gonna stick with uh I'm an owner of him, Travis Kelsey. This guy can absolutely do damage across the middle of the field and a lot of, and with the speed on the outside for Kansas city, it just opens up so much for him. And he's him and Kittle are pretty much on pace. To, I'd say they're probably up there in the books with, you know, Tony Gonzalez and some of those guys that can possibly live it out. And they, they got a good, at least good three, three to four seasons strong for tight ends. You know, they, they're built well and hang on well. And we're going to move to 3-1. You know, this is probably where you look to add maybe a, possibly a quarterback. And it's hard to pass up on a guy like Lamar Jackson here at 3-1. You know, you already saw Mahomes go off the board. But Lamar Jackson, he still is young. This guy can run. He can throw. He's got weapons on the outsides. He's got – two great running backs sitting behind him that he can just dish it off to or just drop passes off to. Uh, so I like Lamar Jackson a lot here at 3-1. I was actually going to take Lamar if he fell to me this next time. So I think you're getting him at about the right time. And it's a guy that if you piece him together with the right players, you're talking about a league winner just because of what he does with his feet. And 
he he's just an absolute monster. I, I like that pick a lot. Kelsey, I actually prefer George Kittle a little bit, just slightly due to age in a startup. But that's just me. Kelsey is a stud, though. You're not wrong about that. Yeah, um, Tyler, I agree with you here, and that'll lead me right into my 302, and that's going to be George Kittle. Um, I think they're, I mean, stats-wise, they're going to put up very similar stats. The only knock on Kittle is he hasn't really scored the the touchdowns that you want to see out of a tight end, but, I mean, he puts up the, the yards after catch every year so far. The, these last two seasons have just been unbelievable, and he's only 26 years old compared to Kelsey's 30. So in, in a dynasty startup, I am going Kittle all day long at the 302. I like that pick a lot. I do. I think he is the best tight end in the NFL. And the reasons that you mentioned were because the passing game has been a little shaky with Jimmy G and with his injuries and it hasn't been consistent. What do we, I mean, what could we expect out of Kittle if Jimmy G can actually get his act together and actually turn into a really really nice passing quarterback especially with with Debo being out now I just heard another report coming out of one of the beat writers for San Francisco that he might not be back till October so people are talking about Ayuk being being the guy which he he probably will he in my mind I think he will be the the number one receiver but I think that's more of an uptick for Kittle I mean he's just gonna tear it up the first four or five weeks of the year if that's the case for for Debo for those that have followed along with that whole Debo thing, he had a Jones fracture in his foot. Julio Jones has kind of dealt with that. Kevin Durant, I believe, had the Jones fracture in his foot. It's one that, and if you're not, if you're on Twitter, fantastic. If you're not on Twitter, you need to get on Twitter right away. I follow a couple of doctor guys on Twitter. I always message Ryan about this. I say, hey, my doctor friend. I always call my doctor friend. They are not, they have no idea who I am. But I always follow those guys, and they, like, are not a huge fan of that injury going forward. And as much as Debo will tell you on Twitter how his foot is great and he's going to come back better than ever, that's just one that lingers, and it's one that reoccurs. Yeah, Kittle's going to be a, a target hog. That's, I mean, he's going to be a beast. I love that value there, Ryan. I got back-to-back right now, right, correct? So I'm at sitting at 3.03 and 3.04, and – a guy that's I have highlighted on my board right now, it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's 21 years old, first-round draft capital. Uh, the fact that I'm getting him in the third round, that it's I feel great about it. And I really think in Andy Reid's offense, in that dynamic offense, he's going to do really, really well. I think he takes over that job. Andy Reid doesn't take a guy in the first round to let him sit on the bench. Um, if you want to throw Nikhil Harry in my face right now, you can too because he was first-round draft capital. But – this is a running back we're talking about. You look at Andy Reid's history of running backs, Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy and that. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is – I feel great about grabbing him at 3.03. I really, really do. 3.04. And then, Ryan, you can maybe respond to the, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, especially for our rookie lovers. At 3.04, I'm kind of in a toss-up here. Um, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth at a couple of receivers that I like – and I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to age on this one. And I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. And you can throw A.J. Brown around in my face, whatever you want. He's 23 years old. I actually believe his breakout is coming, regardless of the limited pass opportunities in that offense. I really like A.J. Brown. I'm regretting 
taking Nikhil Harriet last year in the rookie draft over A.J. Brown. So go ahead and pencil in A.J. Brown for me at 3.04. I like his upside, and I like he just reminds me of the receiver that's going to play for the next eight years and kind of put up consistent production. So give me A.J. Brown there. Yeah, Tyler, I like, I like both those picks. I think CEH at, at where you took him here at 3.03 is – it's good value. I mean, like you said, he's gonna he's gonna be one of those players that plays probably past that that three year window that we've been talking about in previous pods. And AJ Brown, I do like um, probably not as much as most because it kind of reminds me of a San Francisco offense where I just don't know about his cap. I think his ceiling is a little bit limited as far as a talent. Like I, I've said in previous pods too, I'll admit it. He was he was my number one wide receiver until until the draft happens and and then he went to went to the titans but um my next pick here i see a little bit of a not really i actually i'm gonna snag a guy who i actually didn't think i was gonna pick until recent news kind of dropped and right now it's, it's between two players for me and it's between austin eckler who signed a deal with the with the chargers at 25 years old and between derrick henry who signed a deal at 25 years old. Um, now, the difference here is Tennessee is a big run-heavy offense, but you've seen Austin Eckler be RB3. Um, I think – I I don't know. I might get a little bit of flack for this, but I'm actually going to go Austin Eckler with my next pick. 25 years old, I think you can get a, at least two to three more years of production off of him. I th- he reminds me of – kind of something like a CEH where you think that he can play longer than that average three years. He just signed a deal. So he's going to be there a little bit. He's got a rookie quarterback coming in here soon. um, Looking to drop it off even more than normal. And they involve him as almost a wide receiver half the time. So as far as PPR value in this format, it's a half point PPR either way. I am i I'm a big fan of Austin Eckler going forward. That one surprised me a little bit with you, Rye. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not believing in the hype of him long-term. I don't know. I just it, – it's hard for me to look at it and, and see him producing for multiple years to come. But, I mean, you're a believer in him, and, and if you're somebody that really likes him, and PPR, like you said, he probably could be, could be a, you know, a really good player PPR-wise for a few years. But – I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, though. I, that one surprised me. I did not think you were going to go him there. All right. What pick are we at? This is what? Three. 3.06. 3.06. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take uh, Kenny Galladay over there in Detroit. Um, based on things I've seen, he's never finished in the top 15 wideouts, but the kid is – been in the league three years he has two thousand yard uh, seasons there in Detroit and even last like last year was a little bit of a fluke for him with uh, Matthew Stafford dealing with some issues for him but for being 26 years old the guy has a pair of a uh, thousand yards I think I think he we haven't seen the best of him yet I think he's still going to break out he may have a year or two of a couple breakouts here coming up for him Jeremy I'm going to stop you there yeah, I just want to mention to the listeners, uh, and we will put his Twitter handle in the tweet that we send out for this pod. Jeremy really, really looks like Matt Stafford. And I'm not even kidding when I say this. 
it's his doppelganger. And sometimes when he wears his backwards hat on and he's got a, a bush latte in his hand, I have to double take. I'm like, is Matt Stafford here? He really looks like Matt Stafford. Ryan, do you agree? I, uh, yeah, I have to agree. When, uh, before I really knew Jeremy, well, like eight years ago when we first started this, you mentioned it when we were living together in college. You're like, this guy, when he grows his hair out a little bit, gets it over the ears slightly, has the bangs going, and then he puts that backwards hat on, the guy, I mean, it's, it's, it's uncanny. He looks exactly like him. Jeremy, can you sling it like Stafford too or no? Uh, you know, I used to back out when I played the old quarterback in the fourth grade. I used to be able to throw it like him, but not anymore. A shoulder just can't handle it anymore. Uh, a quick story about this is I was up in uh, Wisconsin Rapids at the old quick trip, and I'm standing in the line, and just in front of me is this lady, probably about 60, 65, decked out in all Detroit Lions stuff. And she turns around and looks at me and goes, are you Matthew, Matthew Stafford? I was like, I was like, ma'am, no, no, no. I am about $40 million short of his payroll. He's got about another inch and a half, two inches taller than me. And he's got, he's got a great looking wife for him. So I, the, the only thing I had going for me was a slight look, look, like a look alike. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I, you've never told me that story. I'm so glad that the first time I hear that was on this pod. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. It is. It was, it was pretty funny to see that. and I, I lost it just a little bit after. As soon as I got to the car, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Do you have some pictures on your Twitter bio for when people listen to this and, or when they click on your name to see who you are? For, I, I guess I may have a couple on there. I may have to do some updating and throw a couple. I did. I did uh, one buddy actually compared us, put us next to each other. I'll have to upload that uh, that picture just to give uh, the listeners a look. That is really good. We didn't mean to interrupt because you got back-to-back picks here. So no, you went Kenny Holiday at 3.06. I don't want to steal your 3.07, but that story was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that, no, but- that is awesome. All right, so with uh, 3.07 now here, I'm um, going to go another wide out here with uh, Calvin Ridley out in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I think he's always going to be the number two guy behind Julio for the time being, but you look at some of the guys that they just lost, Muhammad Sanu and Austin Hooper. So I think Ridley's role as target-wise is is going to skyrocket based on some of the stats from last year he had. 63 receptions for about 900 yards. And that's with Mohamed Sanu and Austin Hooper out there. I think he's going to probably gain another 20 to 25 receptions with those guys gone. You might may throw in another touchdown to two. He had seven last year. You're looking at about nine for him next year, but he will, he's going to be the, the future. I think at wideout out there in Atlanta. Love that pick. Love it. Yeah, no, definitely uh, not a bad pick. Like you said, I do think he's the number two behind Julio until he's gone. But, I mean, we'll see what happens after that. But he's definitely got the talent to do so. Um, for me, 308 is going to be pretty quick. Uh, I, I'm going to go QB here with a guy that Tyler's talked about on the pod before who could potentially be the number one quarterback. 
and I wouldn't even be surprised at all in the, in the upcoming year or two, it's Kyler Murray. Uh, I think with that offense that they're running and how he did in his rookie year for, for, for rookie standards, he did really, really well. And now they added a weapon in nuke. Uh, they have a healthy, um, Oh God, what's his name? Somebody help me out here. Kirk, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk and uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who might never retire. No, I don't think he will. He'll be in a walker out there and catch more passes than, uh, than Laquan Treadwell. But, um, but yeah, I absolutely, I, I do love Kyler Murray going forward, and that is my 308. Love the Laquan Treadwell drop, by the way. That was fantastic. The fans are still on the edge of their seats wondering when a Bills running back is going to be taken. And you guys are going to have to stick around to the end to find out if one actually goes. And, Ryan, I love that pick of Kyler. Fantastic. I'm sitting at 3.09 and 3.10. And I've been kind of eyeing up a couple guys here as and hoping that nobody would take them. And one is... <clears throat> going to be DK Metcalf. And I actually really, really like DK. And the more that I've like looked into some of the metrics with DK is it was not a fluke. And everybody kind of gave him crap for not being able to run routes and stuff like that. And it didn't matter because he's that much of a beast. And I think he's actually somebody that could, he has the upside to push into wide receiver one category because of his ability to, to run the deep ball and, and to catch and high point those balls out in traffic. Um, some people may not like that, and there's other guys like DJ Chark that are still there who I like. I think DK Metcalf, if you're going to see somebody jump to the next, AJ Brown, I think, could do it. DK Metcalf is really, really close for me, really close, him and uh, AJ Brown. So I was kind of flirting with going with DK last time. I'm going to go with him now. My second guy at 3.10 uh, is going to be Derrick Henry. And just because Derrick Henry signed that deal, you're always going to have the touchdowns there, hopefully, for him, especially when a, a run-heavy team. So I feel really, really good about getting him there, especially with the deal they just signed. You're going to hope that he's going to stay around for a while. Yeah, Tyler, I, uh, it's funny that you mentioned DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. I actually have them back-to-back in my rankings and was debating the same the same picks as you were. So I'm totally on par with, with both those picks, really. Henry, I mean, even at, what did we take him at, 3.10, that's, I mean, that's a good, that's good value in, in my mind. He has a potential to be a, he could be a first-round pick for, for all we know. Um, Personally, I don't know. I think he's going to have a bit of a drop-off, but I do like the value for his upside. Um, so I believe I'm up next here at the 311, and I'm looking at what we have left on the board, and I am going to go toward a player who is consistently undervalued, who gets peppered with targets, who had a great year last year, but he's on a crappy team, and I think that is the reason that he's undervalued, and that's Allen Robinson. Um, I am on board. I am on board with Allen Robinson. I, 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 like the, I like his game. I like that he's able to high point balls and catch him in traffic, and I, I'll, I'm glad, I'll gladly take him at the end of the third round right here. Yeah, I like that pick there, Ryan. Um, Great pick. 
at 312 here, well, I'm going to go towards the rookie side of things here, the young gun, also out there in Detroit, DeAndre Swift. Uh, he played in a pro-style offense down there in Georgia. He caught a lot of balls, was a three-down back, so he's got some pretty good three-down upside coming into Detroit. He's going to have to compete with Kerryon Johnson, but Kerryon Johnson's been kind of injury-prone lately, so – I feel like DeAndre Swift's going to be a lot more reliable. Um, I definitely think numbers-wise, he could be certainly flirt with uh, running back two coming into this. Uh, but I kind of like him there. You know, I think he's going to be – he lacks a little bit of the long-distance speed stuff, but his explosiveness is – I think is great. Um, his quickness and his fast-catching is can do wonders, I think, there – at least for Stafford to, you know, kind of dump some balls off to him. So for PPR, I think he's going to at least have a great season and hopefully perform throughout the years as a running back there. What do you have to say about people, and we've already mentioned it in our pod, but what is your take on people that are shying away from DeAndre Swift for being a Lions running back? Because the last Lions running back to probably be successful, I, I don't know. We had a, a, one of the listeners tweeted out and said the last Lions running back worth a dang was Barry Sanders. I mean, what do you say to people uh, that say that? I think based on the history of Detroit there, like you said, they've never really had a for sure number one running back. But they've always had someone that could be, you know, first, second down and a, a good pass catcher. And I think if we're looking at the PPR league of things, He's going to – I think he's going to be able to really kind of set, settle in into that offense and be able to catch balls and move the football up the field for coming years. But being in that offense in Georgia, he saw it in Georgia with – I know I get it, Georgia has a lot of five stars, but it's totally different going from college to NFL player-wise. But I think he can step up his game and really, really help out Detroit there. I agree. I really like the pick. And then at uh, 401, I, I'm going to also go another young running back over there in Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins. I think he's going to be, you know, he's young. He can really, really run, rush the ball. You look at Ohio State, he didn't, didn't have a whole lot of ball trouble. He held onto the ball well. He kind of can get out and catch the ball as well. So I think he's going to be very, very great player for him and be able to move the ball up and down the field, side to side. He's going to be, he's going to be using a lot of different ways in that offense with Lamar Jackson too, especially I think a lot of quick little shuffle passes on like an option route. He can be lethal. I like both those picks, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I'm going to go into, I'm at the, the 402 here, moving on to this this fourth round, and I mean, there's still some really good value here. And I'm gonna go with a guy. I'm gonna go maybe not youth per se, but he is 25 years old, and I mean, he did unbelievable things last year. He just didn't score touchdowns. I think that turns around here uh, in 2020, and I think he signs a deal. Um, if he doesn't sign a deal with his current team, I do think he's going to go somewhere and still produce. I think he's just that good of a talent. And that's Leonard Fournette. Um, 
I in the fourth round of a startup, if I'm getting Leonard Fournette, I am feeling pretty good about about what I'm doing. So that's where I'm going at 402. I like that pick a lot, Ryan. I took him uh, first round in one of our drafts, and you know he had a hot hot start to the year, and and when you play in a kind of cruddy offense like Jacksonville has, they kind of just feed him the ball a ton, and eventually I think he kind of tires out. But you get him into offense that can actually throw the ball and open up some of the, the middle of the field for him, he can take off. No, I agree. I, I really like that pick. Um, <clears throat> you guys are going to probably give me crap for this next one because I'm such a big youth guy. That the fact that I would even think about this guy, but he hasn't slowed down yet. And I'm going to go Julio Jones. And I, I struggle sometimes to, to find that, that spot where, okay, when do I take a veteran player versus a, a youth on my team? And I think it would all be depending on what I had drafted three rounds earlier. Am I setting my team up for like a, like a really good two-year run? Because Julio's still got a couple good years left in him. And I know I've, I've even said on pods, you can go ahead and sell him at this point because I think it's coming soon. But I'm still taking him in the fourth round because he's still going to have a monster year this year. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, so Julio Jones, and I'd love to hear what you, you guys say about that one. I just think he's such a great player. Going on, young tight ends are so hard to find, and you're going to find that drop off soon. I'm going to go Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson is not going to change the way he is. He's going to still throw to a tight end. Mark Andrews in the fourth round, I'd feel good about that since the severe drop off. Um, I actually really, really like, like Mark Andrews. I think he's kind of like pushing himself into that top two category. I think he's very, very close if Lamar Jackson can take another step forward after his MVP type year. But I'm going to go Mark Andrews there. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts on Julio Jones, though, because I was kind of flirting back and forth between a couple guys. I really like DJ Shark, and I passed on him, and that was kind of potentially who I was going to go. Depending on my team situation, I really like DJ Chark, but Julio's going to—he's going to dominate for two more years at least, I think. Ryan, let's go ahead and take your take, and then I'll follow you. Sure. Yeah, um, Tyler, I actually agree with you because when you're doing a dynasty startup, I do think you have to find that balance. And to get a guy, Julio Jones is—I mean, you could make a case that Julio Jones is going to be a top five wide receiver the next two years, and that's going to help you win championships now. And if you can build around that with youth to kind of fill in after he's done, you have to find that balance. You don't, I, to me, you don't want to fold your first two to three years because you just want to draft youth. Um, you're just pretty much donating money to the cause there. And you're, you're kind of banking on uncertainty with Julio Jones, you know what you're getting. And I think that's, I, I agree. He was actually next up on my rankings when you picked him. So I'm on par with that completely. I completely agree with both of you. And, Ryan, you said it. Like you said, it's nice to have that balance, someone to stick in there that can be reliable and then build around him. I, Julio is, you know, he's had his injuries, but that guy can st still play the game. And the, the few years that I've won the championships, I've had some veteran players that still put up points and that you could draft around, around that guy, really just be like, hey, this guy's going to be my starter probably – 
12 weeks out of the year and then I'm going to take one of these younger guys just to kind of fill in in case he gets hurt or slips a little. But I completely agree with you. You got to have some kind of veteran there that can still produce. Yeah, and that takes me into the – what are we at here? The 405. And now I'm looking at running backs, and that's going to be Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Drake, Akers, or my wide receivers. I'm looking at Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, DJ Shark, um, CD Lamb, Terry McLaurin. And I'm looking in the fourth round, so you're probably – you're still looking for starting – starting players to be able to help you win now like I said before you're not you're not just wanting to fold and hoping that these players pan out so I'm actually going to go DJ Chark right here uh he's only 23 years old he put up a thousand yards last year uh we're hoping Minshew takes a little bit of a jump and there's really nobody else there uh you can say LaVisca Chenault that they drafted but that doesn't scare me in the slightest uh, he's more of a utility wedge. So, for me, it's DJ Shark at, at, at my next pick. He's got to be the best player that nobody talks about, right? Him and A-Rob are two of the best that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, that and Jarvis Landry, too, I think is a good value. But Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, here's I'm going to go here at uh, 406. Uh, I'm going to go quarterback. And this is uh, this is a little tough one between – if we're looking at more youth style of things kind of coming up in the game, you're looking at Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson. Deshaun lost DeAndre, but that guy can still make up a lot of ground with his legs, similar to kind of Lamar Jackson. And he can still sling the ball too well. Uh, he might not have the weapons, but I think he's going to make up a lot of ground with it. But I'm going to actually go with Dak Prescott because he can still, he can still carry it a little bit with his legs, but he can still – throw that ball well and he's got some great talent all around him you know going into you never know with his next contract but I think I think in the next coming years he's going to be at least a top I think I believe last year he was a top four quarterback and I think he's going to sit at least a top six quarterback for the next handful of years Jeremy I really do like that pick at 406 what do you have for us at 407 uh, I'm looking here at uh, Cooper Cup. Um, last year, I think, was a little bizarre for him having – let's see what his stats are here. I think I believe it says 94 receptions for 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's a little bizarre for someone like that, you know, not being a superstar by any means. But I think now that Brandon Cooks is out, I think his numbers are probably going to be – Close to it, uh, I think the touchdowns come down a little bit, but I, I bet he's probably right there, close to a thousand yards. But this guy can—he can do everything. I like him across the middle of the field, which is safe. But it's with that kind of offense, I, he excels well, and I think he's going to be good for the next couple of years being there. I do, I do like that pick. I'm actually a Cooper Cup owner, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm hoping you're right. Um, I do. He I mean he's been phenomenal. I mean, he got hurt two years ago. So, but last year it was it was good. Uh, the, toward the end of the year, he kind of petered out a little bit, which was a little bit scary uh, when they started running more that the, the Higby offense, and he just went off completely. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they have in store for us in 2020. But my next pick here at 408. 
eight is going to be – I'm kind of leaning between a quarterback here that I think – I mean, he's just too good potentially not to take. I think the running backs kind of drop off a bit. Then I'm looking at wide receivers like Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, players like that. But I do think that I would rather have the, the fourth best quarterback over my 17th rated wide receiver or my, or my 20th wide receiver. And then on top of that, you're looking at 17 to 19 um, running back, uh, tight end. It's still a little bit too risky for me. So I am going to go Dak Prescott at the 408. Uh, I, I mean, I think he was QB three last year. He can get it done with his legs. Oh, he went. Oh, he did. Who took him? <laughs> I took him. I talked about him and Deshaun, and it said my pick's going to be Prescott. Oh, I thought you went Watson. No, I just talked. I compared him, and then. Uh, oh well, you, well, you know what? Then, if you're going to be just psyching me out like that, I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing. Then, honestly, Deshaun Watson is two years younger. So, if we're if we're going to go that route, I'm actually going to take Deshaun Watson. Either way, either way, it works for me. So it's my fifth ranked quarterback instead of my 20th ranked position player or a risky tight end. So what I have on, at tight end is Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz. Um, Ertz is going to be 30 during this season. He, he's got a guy like Dallas Goddard right behind him. Evan Ingram has not proven he can stay healthy for an entire year. So in my head, I'm taking that top four or five quarterback. And when you, when you compare him to Dak – it's very similar. He can get it done with his legs. Um, he's shown he can throw the ball and he can definitely take a kick to the face. Did you guys see that video where he had a black eye? He took a kick <laughs> to the face and still threw a touchdown. So for me, 408, I'm taking Deshaun Watson then. Either way, for me, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm finally, I'm glad that you finally got that straight there, Rye. You had me giggling there. I'm, pr- I'm surprised that actually hasn't happened more. Um, don't feel bad though. All as well. So you went to Sean Watson. So I got 4.09 and 4.10 and I was kind of just, you know, going back and forth here because I am really big CD lamb fan, but then I'm thinking about in my startup, I, I want to win right now. And CD lamb's probably a couple of years away just due to, um, the, you know, what's in front of him. So I'm going to go Terry McLaurin and Keenan Allen. That's two receivers. Uh, that I think are really, really good value there. Keenan, somebody that just keeps producing, and he's he's turning 28, turned 28, I believe, and somebody that just people kind of forget about. Regardless of the QB situation, I think he's going to produce a little. Terry McLaurin is somebody that I actually really like, and people are writing him off based on Dwayne Haskins. I think the Redskins are actually going to be down. Could we have a Terry McLaurin, like, a season that like a Rob had when Blake Bortles was the quarterback with a Rob where they're just down all the time and they got to sling it to get back into it. I like, I think that Terry McLaurin is going to be sneaky good partially because I don't like the Redskins and I don't think they're very good. I just think they're going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be down. Uh, so those are my two picks there. We're going to end with Ryan at 4.11 and Jeremy at 4.12. All right, so at 4.11 for me, um, I do I, I really like your wide receiver picks there. 
I am going to go with a wide receiver here, I believe. And that is going to be who you mentioned, actually, Tyler. It's my top-ranked rookie. Um, like you said, you got to kind of have that balance. And if it's going to take him a year or two, even if, even if he has a Randall Cobb year, you're still going to be able to play him at some point in fantasy football in 2020. Um, obviously, we'll see what this year has in store for rookies with, with COVID-19 and everything. But I'm going to go C.D. Lamb with my last pick in the fourth round. Uh, get my number one wide receiver out of the rookie class. He's only 21 years old. Um, I would obviously, hopefully, if it was my team drafting, have a few other pieces around him that would be able to hopefully win me a championship um, without him. But I do, I do want him on my squad going forward. And, yeah, in my, in my mind, one of the best prospects at wide receiver we've had maybe since Amari Cooper. Um, so, yeah, CeeDee Lamb at 4'11". Yeah, right. I think that's – I'm going to go wide receiver, too. I, I've kind of compared the two together between C.D. Lamb and uh, Jerry Judy. I think those two are the top guys in the in the draft out of the rookies. I feel like I see Judy having more of the number one wide out upside of things throughout his career. I feel like he's going to just kind of stay a lot healthier and not have to worry about injuries as much as C.D. But I think they're both going to be very, very wide out there compared to some of these other younger guys and even some of the veterans. But I think they take over for their teams. But I'm a big fan of Judy, Drew Locke throwing the ball and some of the offense. I think he's going to not have as much pressure being on the other side of uh, Sutton and have no no Fant in the middle. But I like both that, that pick, and I think Judy's going to be the guy. So that concludes our mock draft. And are there is there anybody that you guys look at like they just missed or you're like, wow, there's some really, really good talent still available? Anybody? Ryan, I'll, I'll divert to you here. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I had my personal rankings up on my screen when, when doing this draft. And you guys must be on the same page as me because we kind of hit it right on the head. Uh, the only one that I have kind of still available in this top four rounds is maybe Evan Ingram. Obviously, he's have has a health risk. Zach Ertz, um, another player at wide receiver, and Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry. Somewhere like those players in that area, Todd Gurley, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, and quarterback. I mean, you're looking at Carson Wentz, Josh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, players like that, that, that they're just missing the cut. And it, it kind of boils down to what your preference is as a, as a dynasty player. Um, those players are, I mean, you could argue those at, at any pick in in the fourth round and, there's just there's a lot of talent out there right now, obviously, and with these rookies playing into dynasty drafts, you you don't know if they're going to pan out. So I it, it is risky, but you got to love the youth, and you you got to do your research, do your film studies, do your do your analytics, and 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 roll with what you what you think is going to going to work for you. And but yeah, I think there's obviously still good players out there. But I personally, I think we hit it right on the head with with what you guys picked, and compared to my rankings, we it was very close. So anybody that's listening out there, we are correct. Everybody else is wrong. Make sure you remember that. 
but seriously, I, I was actually surprised that David Montgomery was left off. He's, he's just outside for me, somebody that's a year out from being the 1.02 for most. Uh, I mean, David Montgomery could have a really nice year, and then everybody's rethinking this whole thing. So you honestly might win your draft in the next probably four rounds, uh, and depending on how you draft. So take a peek at our rankings uh, on our website. For those that have stuck around, this was actually our longest pod yet, and we had fun with this one, and I'm really glad that it's part two of our pod, but um, if you put those together, it's our longest pod. I'm really glad that we had Jeremy on. Jeremy, I hope you had fun. Your guys' homework is to go check out Jeremy's Twitter profile, and hopefully you can post a little uh, Matt Stafford lookalike pictures on there. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, Ryan, you want to leave the listeners with something here and, and Jeremy will, then we'll kind of let Jeremy say his last words for being on the pod. Yeah, obviously we do. We definitely appre- appreciate Jeremy coming on and we do want to give a shout out to Alex Duchesne's who left, left us that listener, listener message. And we, we, we kind of hope that, that other people do the same thing. Um, we'll, we'll air the message on the pod and hopefully be able to answer it to the best of our ability. We, we put in the research for you. We put the time in and hopefully give you a good answer. So we'll leave links in our, in our Twitter feed to be able to give us those listener questions and definitely um, Ebert. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, hopefully the listeners loved it and you get, you give some good insight and you are the only two time winner of our home league. So uh, I don't blame the people for listening to you for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on here and I let me know anytime I'd love to join and change up the subjects and here and there, but thanks again. Yeah. Thanks guys for listening. And if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I apologize that Zach Moss and Devin Singletary did not make the list. Not sure when Ryan was planning on draft those Ryan, were they, they got about a ninth round uh, ADP for you. Oh God! I, I honestly would rather take a couple backups at this point. But if I had, if I had to pick one, you're uh, you're gonna have to wait a few more episodes before that happens. Fantastic! I'm not huge on them either. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, tweet at us if there's somebody you totally disagreed with. I took Patrick Mahomes at like 2.06. If you absolutely hate that, let me know. If if you didn't like uh, any of Ryan's picks, if you didn't like any of Jeremy's picks. If you loved them, if you love the value, I hope this gave you some insight as to where people might go in a four-round startup. Uh, I'm actually looking to join another dynasty league. I, I'm currently in just one. I need to join another. Uh, actually, no, Ryan, we just hopped in a second one, right? Uh, uh, one with just fantasy analysts. So that'll be two for me. I wouldn't even mind hopping in a third. I, I just love this stuff so much. I'm constantly on my phone for that kind of stuff. So we want to thank you guys for listening though. Please give us those voice messages. That makes it fun when we hear from you guys. Check out our website. Ryan just dropped some articles. It is fantastic stuff. Jeremy, thanks for uh, for joining us today and thank you for joining us on episode 14 of Block in the Back. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy Football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.